Welcome everyone to Onigiri in Co podcast. Today's special guest is Steph FPV, especially for you from Taiwan. And uh, we're going to be talking about world games and a lot of really exciting stuff. I'm excited. I don't know. You guys excited? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Thanks Steph. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no worries. Thank you for coming. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm happy to be <laughs> here. This is my first time being on a podcast. <laughs> so, Ooh. yeah. Do you listen? It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Do you listen to podcasts at all? What? Do you listen to podcasts? Oh, yeah, I do. I like your podcasts and um, some local ones in Taiwan. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's a pretty, uh, a common thing that I'm doing, I'm doing right now. <laughs> cool. Mm -hmm. cool. Good. So... For all, all of our audience that's not familiar with Steph FPV yet, mm -hmm. uh, could you please introduce yourself and tell them what you are doing, who you are, and things like that? Okay, cool. Um, I'm Stephanie. Um, I'm an FPV pilot from Taiwan. I've been flying since 2017, or is it 2016? 2016, yeah. <laughs> and the years get mixed together. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> So I've been racing since 2017, and then I attended the World Games in Alabama, Birmingham this uh, July. And uh, I work as a full-time editor at a news company in Taiwan. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> Thank <Right>? you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that and um well <clears throat> sorry you guys like we said before we started recording you guys have met before at the china competition mm. when was that 2019 yeah. 18 18 i think it was 19 18 was it was 18 18 really? wow <laughs> yeah it was such a long time ago <laughs> yeah it feels like ages ago yeah. yeah it's back in the days when you could actually go to china <laughs> was you that can, the first you time? can. <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> was that the first time they tried the the different the the camera system on the drone or something like this that you guys? Oh my gosh! Yeah, it? the the first version of the DJI FPV and it was so bad. Yeah, it was so heavy too. <laughs> I remember that it was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was funny because like a week or two before the actual race, <laughs> they realized that the system is messing up with the FR Sky receivers, oh, and God. everyone had to have a crossfire. And I'm like. Guys, saying that two weeks before the race is not the best idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yes. guess it's quite typical, but it's, everything is evolving. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How mm. in practice? How did that go at the time? Like, what what was the problem that or problems that you you had during that race with the system? The system. Um, Stuff. I think I had <laughs> video issues though. It was um, the ah. video was really dirty. So the whole, whole it event. was bad. Yeah, because yeah, also they did this <coughs> track that was made out of metal and it had a lot of LEDs. So the lower you were getting, oh, the God. less least you could see. Yeah. And some of the gates were like inside. So a lot of people were doing a really far away from the track turns mm. to see where they're supposed to go. And then we're going blind through. Oh. That was my thing. I was doing it. <laughs> oh, and Shit. it was also in the stadium too. So they had a lot oh, of yeah. metal around. The and Wi-Fi. And Wi-Fi, yeah. It was great. Yeah, yeah and I ended up um, borrowing Crossfire, uh, no, Clearview from a friend in Shenzhen to, to be mm. able to race because yeah. I couldn't see anything. 
I couldn't see anything either. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wow. That was a great race. <laughs> yeah, it was fun though. <laughs> well, they streamed it. I remember I was watching, because the, the times were not too bad to watch from Melbourne. I was already in Melbourne. I was watching you guys and Thomas, Bitmara, and mm. a couple of other pilots that I know from Adelaide. And he he also seemed to have issues, and I couldn't tell if it was the vision like what was going on there were interferences with like the drone had mini fail yeah. safe yeah. but the track was so cool it yeah, was so yeah the track was cool yeah it was a real 3d track like it was really really it fun was a, like a roller coaster <laughs> yeah, yeah it was really cool yeah. i loved it mm-hmm. if i could just see it i would enjoy it much more because <laughs> <laughs> i was later watching it on my gopro and i was like oh that looked really nice, nice. i wish i could see it <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that even worse as well because it's a physical track you're like am i gonna hit the track or yeah. I gonna... <laughs> oh i hit so many things when i discalculated something i miscalculated mm-hmm. i remember that a lot of people after i put my video from there they were like why were you going so like such a big turns and everything off the track and i'm like i couldn't see anything <laughs> <laughs> and then i put my dvr there and people were like wow the fact that you actually did a lap is actually amazing <laughs> yeah it oh was God. sounds terrifying <laughs> it was great yeah it was fun and terrifying <laughs> going in blind <laughs> yeah so. right well hopefully the world championship goes better <laughs> than this yeah how did the world games go it was tell us tell yeah us. it was it was really hot like alabama at the time was so hot that oh. it, it felt uncomfortable for me in a way but it was mm-hmm. it, the weather wise it was similar to taiwan so i could get used to it pretty, pretty fast yeah and i think um this experience was pretty fun because uh, our government actually supported us in this discipline. Yeah, so mm. we were actually representing the national team in Taiwan, like Chinese Taipei, to the World Games. So we had this team kit and we had a lot of support from the um, uh, Chinese Taipei um, Olympic Com- Committee. So that was a, a different experience, on, honestly. It's like because we used to like if we went out to races, is it was usually just us, uh, pilots, and then sometimes you have a helper coming along. And this time we actually had a, a medical team at the side, so it was pretty oh, cool. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Track wise, it was uh, it was it was fun. Like um, it was bigger than I thought. Yeah, and but it was really fun, especially um the finals. You could see the uh, LED lights on the drones, and mm. it was just s- super fast. Yeah. Mm. Was it only racing um, for the world championship, or is there also freestyle? Just racing. Yeah, no freestyle. Mm. Mm-hmm. So. It's hard to judge freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. right beside the airport too, so they couldn't really let you do anything else outside of um, the allocated time for the race. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> so was it like you guys have just three hours to do the qualifications or we had, how did it go? Yeah, we um, raced on, uh, qualified on Saturday and then it was basically the entire day. But then I, I, I remember it was around 3 a, a p.m. in the afternoon. There was an afternoon shower and then it suddenly just 
it was sunny all day, and then suddenly it became cloudy, and a storm just rolled into the area, and everything was wet. <laughs> yeah, Aww. yeah. So they had to, yeah, we had to delay the final qualifi- uh, qualifiers to the next day. Yeah, so they also oh. told us that because of the storm, it impacted some of the video um, connections, I guess. So there was some yes. video issues um, throughout the whole event, but it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I had noticed um, very early on in Northern Territory. When it was a windy day, mm-hmm. um, I had video issues, and we were like, what the hell? Like, why? Because my ex and... My ex-boyfriend and I, we were trying still to fly when it was a bit windy. And at mm-hmm. the time, it was just struggling with our our analog signal. And to this day, we're still not too sure what actually interferes with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I have I had a friend who was flying long range. And then it was really sunny. And then he never had this problem before. But then he went out mm-hmm. over the sea and nearly had to feel safe because of the sun. For some reason, <laughs> like it, well, yeah. is it really about the sun? I it's don't about know. water because water is actually taking the radio uh-huh. uh, signals. It's like it's like a little sponge for them. So that's why when you mm. are flying really close to the water, mm. you may get a failsafe because oh. it's literally taking off uh, the radio signals. Uh-huh. It's actually like like a sponge. Uh-huh. So uh, I didn't know about it up until uh, we were flying next to the Salt Lake uh, with uh, airspeed and someone actually told me that because wow. I didn't know. I was not aware. And I was like, then why are we flying on the Salt Lake? Like, if this <laughs> causes problems, why do we fly there? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, yeah, it's fun and it looks like, you know, it's pink and it looks like other planet. And I'm like, yeah, I get that, but... <laughs> you want to come back. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like I want to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Don't know about the Salt Lake in Australia, they look pink. Like, because they, they are you so pink. pink. <laughs> they look great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. it's pretty cool. You should Google it. It's pretty. Yeah, cool. I should. Yeah. <laughs> on top of that, I had so little quick story time. One day I was flying for work. It was a, just a Mavic Pro, like DJI Mavic Pro Two. Um, and it was a very very straightforward shoot. I literally had to stay hovering up in place and watch like something being lifted from the <laughs> ground to being in place so i didn't even have to do crazy movement and before that that thing was being delivered i did a bit of context i was flying around everything was fine and then comes the time where the lift starts so that's what i actually had to capture <laughs> and mm-hmm. the video wouldn't so i switched to photo to take a couple of photos because i had to do photos as well <clears throat> and then i switched back to video nothing works like I can't, I can still control the drone, but the camera just, no signal, like, so I had to come back and land, and by the time I do that and I get back in the air, half of the lift was gone, so that was a fun day, but beside this, I was like, what's going on, because I was fine earlier, uh, and the only difference was the wind as well, mm-hmm. but I got oh. told that when I did, did a bit of research online on DJI forums and stuff, people were saying that because we were close to the to the water, to the ocean, and oh. when it's a windy day, there's always a little bit of salt particles in the air. And the more windy oh. it gets, the more the salt particles can <laughs> fill up the atmosphere and interact. And, and oh. it's like you're trying to send a signal so through something that is now more dense uh-huh. than, oh. you know? 
That's and I, I still don't know if that's true because <laughs> you know on internet on internet you can find everything. But I'm like at least I would explain what the difference because we're talking a couple of hours difference between when I first flo- flew and then <coughs> when the lift actually happened. So yeah, I'm like well, that could make sense like that I can understand. And then I wondered if where I was living because it was the desert. It's mm-hmm. the same with sand somehow, you know, like with wind it lifts sand particles. I'm not talking actual sand pieces. I'm talking like even thinner things that we can't see yeah. and that fills up the atmosphere and then we get more issues. <laughs> no idea. That would make yeah. sense. Yeah, Anyone in the comments, sense. if you guys know, yeah. you know where to put the comments, <laughs> please. Yes, that would be helpful. <laughs> we yeah. need to know. <laughs> please educate us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, what about um, talking a bit more about the world championship because I didn't follow that myself <laughs> boo <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was like any broadcasting I think like ah. I, I had a lot of friends asking if we could uh, if I could provide links to the stream or anything but uh, no. I didn't have any and yeah, um, yeah and our local uh, TV news that was on site doing um, reporting mm. and broadcasting of the events they didn't mm. cover drone racing either, so it was kind of a missed oh. opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so it was fun. Even if yeah. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and did you go there? Like, is it with a team? Like, um, yeah. with yeah. members of a team? Yeah. Uh, okay. In drone racing, uh, at least in this discipline, for me, um, I had a coach and had a helper come along with me. Yeah, and so uh, the helper is usually the spotter, you know. <laughs> yeah, and the coach, like, he handles some of the, um, the administrative stuff with um, the committee, um, Olympic committee, and with um, the organizations. So, and he's a, a race organizer in Taiwan, too. So he has a bit of experience in um, this kind of events. Yeah, so he, he's kind of like a consultant kind of um, role. He provides some um, um, insight into some of the potential issues that we could run into at such uh, such a big event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, cool. yeah. And Spotter, um, he, uh, he, I just concentrate on flying. Like, he helps mm-hmm. with everything else. So, it's kind of mm. like, yeah. So, it's, it, it's an interesting um, experience because usually uh, pilots usually do it Every, everything themselves right like repair yeah, yeah. yeah but you have someone else like helping you so it's like there's more pressure on you to perform because you have so much help but at the same time you feel more relaxed in a way because you're not stressing out over technical stuff mm. yeah so that's interesting so you mean like for example he can already prepare the next battery and uh, change your props if needed is that the kind of thing you you mean? Yeah, yeah. And I had a huge crash in the pra- in practice. Like I did not see um, because we were uh, in a stadium, football stadium, and there were like stands and stuff and fences. I did not see um, a metal fence in front of me going into a game. <sighs> And I just went right into it, <laughs> and then broke everything. Oh. <laughs> that that oh. yeah, that that drone was not salvageable. <laughs> it was completely in pieces. Yeah, so uh, oh. he did a lot of repairs after the event. That we were oh. back in our hotel, um, in our dorms, resting, and then he was helping out repairing. 
yeah, kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, is was that because <clears throat> is that w- what everybody had, or is is it like you managed to organize this for yourself to have a spotter and a coach for that event? I think um, it's mandatory to have a spotter for mm-hmm. at least for FAI related events. And since the World Games was following following FAI rules, so you had to have a spotter. But for the coach, it was man- it wasn't mandatory in a sense. Okay. Which, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's cool. What was the main difference between, if there was any, like what mm. did you notice? What from a standard competition, let's say local competition where you go race, mm-hmm. uh, with the with the world one with the world championship. I think um, it was mostly um, the skill gap. Like in uh, at least yeah. in Taiwan, there are I'm, I'm considered top four in terms of speed, and sometimes I get uh, lucky and then get first place, like last year <laughs> in December. But um, it's usually it's a top four. And but when you're flying with other pilots in Taiwan, there's still a significant skill gap sometimes that you have mm-hmm. slower pilots in the same heat, and you might crash into them or they crash into you. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. at the World Games, it was uh, there was one of the heats. Uh, I think it was eliminations. Uh, me and two other pilots were like neck and neck. It was wow. yeah. So it that was probably one of the first times that I flew with so close to someone else. Like sometimes I could fly with someone else really close in Taiwan doing races, but that was usually one person. But that time in the World Games, it was with two other pilots. So it was. Uh-huh. Uh, I could oh. hear Joe. Uh, I could hear um the broadcasting just talking about it, broadcasting that three pilots were neck and neck, and I, I I let it get into my head, and I was kind of nervous by the end. My hands were actually oh. shaking. Yeah, so oh. yeah, yeah. I made a mistake, but uh, so but it was it was a really important experience for me because uh, it, that was really one of the first times to fly neck and neck. Yeah, it was really really fun. Hmm. Yeah. Do Do you usually fly like on a simulator? Yeah. Uh, do you fly any simulator? Do you fly with little ghosts? Oh, Nemesis. Like I, this. I, this no. is. Yeah, in Nemesis, uh-huh. you can actually like get used to the fact that there's other people around you. They don't hit you, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that actually helps me a lot because I used to be like when someone was going from up or down, mm-hmm. and some all of a sudden there's someone in front of me. Mm-hmm. I was literally backing up because I was so afraid that I'm gonna hit them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nemesis helped me with this one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that will help you too. Yeah, I, I actually use that um, function. Oh. often when practicing on the sim but i guess it's still a bit different for me in yeah, real it's life different yeah when it's you know different. that you can crash yeah. in them yeah so, like in sims if you crash you can just start over but like you can't really start over in real life yeah so yeah mm-hmm. true yeah. true i um i've finally fixed my issues um my sick my, my motion sickness issues in velocidrome <clears throat> um, oh, yeah, nice. I finally did it. So I was able to fly again. It's still like 
it can be there, especially if I'm dehydrated or whatever. But, <laughs> um, and I'm just saying that because recently I finally went back on the server with one of my friends. So we were both in our room mm -hmm. um, oh. and he was there. And I was so happy to finally be on the same. Then when I saw his little drone, I was like, ah, I'm seeing you. <laughs> I was like, ah, you just passed me. <laughs> he said, yeah, that's standard. And I'm like, I love it. <laughs> and because uh, it's, it's really cute. He was really good. Like, um, he's from Adelaide, actually. Like, see, you met him. Him is James, but now he lives in ah. Melbourne. Yeah. Okay. And he used to race at the club there. Um, and now he's just doing freestyle. But he definitely has some leftover skills from his racing time because we were doing the. Um, I can't believe how quick they are. So the Australian. Um, nationals are on this weekend. Yeah, I know. And the track was already on Velocity Road. So uh, we were just doing the track. So me very slowly and my friend very like <laughs> zooming everywhere. <laughs> the track is cool. It's unexpected. Um, it's a very like interesting track with mini turns and I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I hope it was the actual track because I actually didn't check the real track <laughs> to compare it. Either. But well, yeah, it was yeah. cool. Yeah, I saw I'm some. I'm probably clips. going for next year. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It looked um, pretty this fun. This year was too, too late. Yeah, yeah. The the thing with this year, um, uh, sorry, the thing with next year, it might be in Melbourne. Like lots of people hope it's gonna be in Melbourne. I don't oh know yeah. if it's just rumors or. So I would be cool because I'm 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 here. <laughs> so selfishly, <laughs> and it's probably closer to you too, Lexi, to do Adelaide, Melbourne. Then. Well, for me, it was that I was not aware first yeah. that it was going because I was like it's winter usually in winter it's nothing <laughs> and then I got to know that it is going and I need to qualify and to qualify I had one more event to go to oh, yeah. and it was in Melbourne and I checked the tickets and it was 600 bucks to go there and I was like yeah, nah. nope <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm wow. not doing that like, no yeah. I have no 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 uh, so yeah, I skipped on this one, uh, but totally next year I'm gonna just keep my eye on it and be like, hey, I, I need to do it. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people were asking me like, why aren't you here? And I'm like, I'd well, like to hear be me here. out when I tell you the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's like it was 600 bucks. I, I'm not doing that, and that was just for the tickets. Yeah, and to qualify because then you, it means you also need the tickets to go to the competition. Yeah. And so that's double. Then. That wouldn't yeah. be a problem. I mean, it was just 600 bucks just for the tickets to get to Melbourne, and yeah. I was like, it's not that far. Yeah. And then it turned out that it was that because Melbourne had vacation for kids in schools. Oh. That's why it was also expensive. Oh. And I was like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah. Capitalism. <sighs> that's the problem. Yeah. Capitalism. yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <Exactly. laughs> so, yeah. I was like, yeah, maybe I can, you know, ask my sponsors. But then I'm like, I don't ask them for tickets that are so expensive. That makes no sense. Mm. I'll just do it no. next year. Next year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and year. it's always in winter somehow. Australia is just Why? Weird. Why? Why, weird. Why? <laughs> Why? Why you do it in winter? It's so cold. I don't know. It's always like it's every cold. time I've been to, it's always June, July or August. It's cold. Yeah. It's yeah. probably too hot know. in summer. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but that would make yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. And in between seasons, um, it's very rainy or windy. So oh. I think that's why people go for winter. Oh. Mm -hmm. Hoping it's a sunny winter day, you know, winter which I day. think might be this year. Like I looked at Thomas' uh, stories, Thomas Bitmatter, and uh, it looked all right. So, yeah. Yeah. I got asked to go and come and freestyle. <laughs> and I would have, I would have hundred percent, but I had some plans that, 
you know i hadn't made for months with a friend um yeah. i had saved a day to to see her for her birthday and i was like i'm not gonna cancel on her because last minute i got asked but would have been awesome so i'm hoping that next year if it comes in melbourne i can come and freestyle that would be awesome i would love it that would be awesome <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, I totally do my freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to comment your freestyle and I'm going to be nervous. <laughs> I bet still not many people can orbit themselves while walking. Ah, that was so cool. That was really when cool. Did that, I watched the that video. years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm still doing it. I'm training it every once in a while, checking if I can still do it. <laughs> yeah. That's Try really going cool. backwards next time. <laughs> Ooh, that's a really good one. Let's try that. That's a good one. <laughs> and then next time you can do the wheelie, the, the, the thing on the on the arms, and, and try to. No, you can't do it. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. I don't think my insurance would be happy about this. <laughs> Um, I, I had an idea for a video and I've never really organized it because I wanted to do it with other people and I wanted to fly, to test flying in different conditions. So for example, flying upside, like the body is upside down, like we find a bench, you know, and oh. our legs are up and the head is hanging. I wanted to like run the fastest you can for one minute so that your heart rate goes super high and uh -huh. then you have to fly. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to fly on one leg, like, you know, you just have one leg for your balance. I had lots of ideas like this and I almost did it one day and we sort of ran out of time uh, after our normal session and I didn't organize it, but it's still in the back of my head because I think it would be awesome to film people just struggle. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. No, we can just set it up at my house. You can just be upside down on my couch and you can try find a whoop around. Oh, yeah, that's a good uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. We, we could do the, the house tour like this. <laughs> nice. And you can get actually outside through the um, through the laundry ah. to the kitchen. And just do a little circle too. <laughs> nice. Huh? Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're talking now. <laughs> We're talking. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, but beside the world championship stuff, what what else have you been up to recently? What do you have special projects, or do you have things you, you're training for at the moment? Well, um, I've been like come back to um, Taiwan after trip. I've been mm -hmm. resting mostly. Like I didn't touch any of my stuff my gear for Good. like almost a month yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, like right. i did not want to see them <laughs> yeah but uh, i've been training really hard before it so so it was kind of relaxing in a way i just got back into it uh into flying last week last, mm -hmm. last weekend and in a bit after this podcast i'm heading out to fly with my teammates nice. yay yeah so it's it's pretty nice to go back to doing something i like yeah, so and projects I, I don't know like I've I've really been concentrating on racing for so long I used to fly freestyle but then mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know so uh, I lost some interest in it because uh, in Taipei when I uh, where I live the capital you can't really go just fly because of the mm. airport and you just get fined by a lot of money Ooh. by the government because of that so you mm. have to travel outside of the capital in order to fly and yeah oh. so so it's mostly racing for me yeah yeah C could you do freestyle um at your club where you're racing like yeah can we can just go there yeah, yeah we can yeah, yeah but, it's, <clears throat> like, but it, it's just a field so it's sometimes you want 
nice scenery. <laughs> so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I get that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes yeah. Sense. yeah, and well, I guess mm-hmm. in Taiwan, just there was um supposed to be some races, at least in and in, in the northern part of Taiwan. Um, there was recently mm. a whoop race in the southern bit, but I didn't go because I don't own any whoops anymore. <laughs> I used to fly whoops oh, yeah. too, yeah, but then I stopped too. So, yeah. so I'm just practicing for future races at the moment. Okay, what are your future races? Are you gonna take part in the DRL tryouts, DCL? Oh, I missed they it. Thing? <laughs> I missed the DRL tryouts. It, it it's it's done right. I I wasn't following. I have no idea. I have no idea either. <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't really following the tryouts this year. Uh, I tried um the DCL tryout last year. It was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I um was selected by Reading Racing, the Japanese team. Mm-hmm. Back then, yeah, but not this year. I didn't I didn't compete in DCL. Yeah, tryouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for DRO, I think uh, like in 2019, I was on um, the Cincinnati Invitationals. Yeah, we mm-hmm. um, DRL invited uh, pilots from China, Hong Kong, and Taiwan to compete and select an Asian pilot. Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, that was really fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there was a, it was uh, like in the middle of the night. We were competing like between 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. So and it was really cold. It was in March, and it was oh, wow. snowing. That my first time seeing snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was so crazy. So, but it we were inside, we were indoors, so it wasn't much of an issue with the snow. But it was so cold. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wait, wait. Did you say it's the first time you saw snow? Yeah, that was the first time I saw snow and felt it. In my hands. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, that was really cool. It doesn't snow. I, you I, should I, have recorded yeah. it. Oh, I did. I have a video clip. <laughs> yeah, so a team, a, a fellow Taiwanese pilot took it, took a video of me like dancing around in snow. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I remember the first time in Australia it got above 40 degrees. I had been told, you know it's above 40 because when you breathe with your nose, you have hot hair going through yeah. your nose. Oh. And I never, uh-huh. I never uh, had experience. It the same in wow. cold. You know yeah. it's cold when you feel the hair in your nose really getting cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's the same when it's above 40 and in the desert one day it went up to 45 and I, I was on holiday. Yeah, been there. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then you, you 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 just breathe and you're like oh fuck it's you know it's, it's warm in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, it's true. I actually remember when I moved here. It was winter in Europe and it was like minus fifteen Celsius. Ugh. And I moved wow. here and it was plus forty. Wow, yeah. the extremities. So that was pretty drastic, yeah. pr- pretty extreme right away. Yeah. And that's not the end because the next day they took me to the desert and it was 45. Wow. <laughs> and, yeah. and Salt Lake. Yeah. And I was just, I remember like we finished around like 12 and I went back to like um, an accommodation we had there. I just turned on the AC, I went to bed. And I was gone. (laughs) I was jet lagged. It was like 50 degrees different. Uh, I didn't know what's going on. There was salt all over the place. And I was there like, this is my life now. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was so drastic as the yeah. first day. I was yeah. like, damn, that's the second day of the job. Come on. <laughs> you have more to like, go. <laughs> mercy. Mercy. <laughs> yeah, I just, well, like, where, where I live, it's usually really hot in t- um, during the summer. But then you mm-hmm. have the monsoon seasons, like... Um, it, it, it just rains. It, it constantly rains for like almost a month. That kind of, oh. that kind of um, length, time, time length of Same rain. Time. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's mm. like moldy. It's, you, you, get, you feel moldy and you feel like you're just moldy all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can't really fly either. Yeah. Mm. That's a hard feeling. Like humidity is very hard to, to, to stand, in my opinion. But. Um, actually, it's when you train um, on, you know, um, like what you're going to do this afternoon and everything, is that outdoors or indoors? We're uh, outdoors. There's an airfield. Right. Yeah, it's outdoors. So it's really okay. hard. We have a tent, though. Yeah, so yeah. they have also right. um, the RC um, plane pilots and hi- uh, helicopter pilots, RC helis. They also fly yeah. in the same spot, but we fly under the tent. And then we have our tracks set up, set up Um beyond their airstrip so mm-hmm. we have to pass the airstrip all the time to get our cars if we crash <laughs> like walk, doing the oh. walk of shame in everyone's <laughs> line of sight <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's fun because um you have the air, uh, RC planes going over your head yeah so mm. and you if the weather is pretty good you can also see um the sunset and then you have the airplanes oh. just going over your head it's nice. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> is nice. Is it in Taipei? In Taipei, yeah. Uh, yeah. We is it far away from you? It's pretty far. Like, if I ride my scooter, it's like 40 minutes. Of <sighs> 40 minutes. But if, uh, like, my friend, my teammates come and pick me up, like, shorter than that. 30 minutes, 20 minutes. Oh. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, but compared to what I've heard with, um, like, pilots in other countries I guess or in um, in southern Taiwan we have another team there um, a rival team so they usually have to travel farther than mm. 40 minutes to get to the airfield yeah yeah mm. mm-hmm. how do you train during the monsoon season yeah, we, we can't we, we, we really want to but we can't it's like we only fly on sims we get together with um, our teammates on uh, discord and then we fly on, on Velocidrone yeah, yeah. so mm. team practice like that otherwise it's usually just by myself grinding on the sim and then shouting when I when I crash and stuff <laughs> <laughs> understandable yeah it's, yeah, it's a usual experience I guess <laughs> Yeah. yeah. How is your team structure? Like, uh, do you guys have uh, like any support from the Taipei or country yeah. oh, or whatever, mm-hmm. or is it just like hobby? Uh, um, the team I'm on and wide board team is probably considered the biggest um, FPV team in Taiwan. Yeah, and we used to have uh, like weekly team practices where we go to a track and then we set up the track and then we have groups go up and then compete with each other and we just basically fight for the whole uh, morning and we have um, times recorded and we use that as a benchmark for our own progress yeah but uh, that kind of practice stopped after a while and we usually go to another the the airfield that I frequent now 
and we have a few uh, players still on the team who are still active. We practice together. Yeah, so it's usually like that. Is it getting yeah. smaller or bigger? Mm, I think uh, at least I think it's not getting smaller, but it's kind of. I, I'm not sure what's the word in English. I can't. I can't remember it. But it's not. It's not growing. It sometimes it grows, we have new. Um, members coming to the team, but it's still it's still around ten to around ten active members on the team now. Mm. Yeah, okay. yeah. Maybe there's a bit of a plateau, like it's stagnating. Yeah, it's kind of same. stagnating. Yeah, 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 stagnating. Yeah. 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 So, but we have a lot of um, pilots in other parts of Taiwan. Like I heard that there are e- a huge group in Eastern Taiwan. And they, I, I'm really jealous of them because they have this huge airfield and it's just so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have the mountains in the backdrop, and that's uh, I think it's pretty, it's pretty awesome to fly there. Yeah, yeah. Can you fly there if you want to, or it's complicated? Mm-hmm. It's I, I think it's not complicated, but you have to travel there. It's kind yeah. of like um, I don't know. A six-hour trip to there. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, tri- okay. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> driving. Six I hours guess. Is drastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think yeah. I, I don't know. I'm usually the passenger, so <laughs> it's usually someone else driving. <laughs> but I remember it's it, it's a long trip. Yeah, it can get really tiring, and then you have to fly, and then you have to drive back. <laughs> yeah. 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 Six hours. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'm gonna drive. Eight hours to come see you next week, Lexi. <laughs> I mean, for every single test flight uh, at my job, we need to drive two hours one way oh, yes. at four oh, a.m. Wow. So that's four hours yeah. in total. Yeah, yeah, every every time we're going for the test flight, it just looks kind of like, oh yeah, we're getting up at four a.m. It's all fine. But then you sit in this car for four hours a day, and it, okay, wait, it's not a car; it's a truck. And it's really uncomfortable track, by the way. Yeah. And it's really loud. Track. <laughs> it's a track. Track. It's a lorry. Ah, okay. Oh, oh, okay. It's so bad. It's bad. <laughs> you probably get used to it after a while, um, but it takes a bit of... Because in Europe, it's very rare. Like, if you travel two hours, <laughs> you're going far. <laughs> like, you're going <laughs> yeah. really oh, far. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> two hours, I'm in another country. It- Australia, two hours. Yeah, huh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two hours, you're just going to the bakery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 sure. But at least we have this uh, really nice, um, well, really nice. Maybe it's not really nice. We have a fatigue management system, Ooh. so the pilots are not allowed to drive uh, to the place where we are having the test and from the place. So I'm not allowed to drive those trucks. Because if I would be driving and then flying and then driving, they think I could die. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> and laughing. Kill everyone so with me. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. yeah, it's like when you drive with your car, it's not that bad. But when you drive this truck, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. So when I when I can drive a car, I will drive a car. But when it's a truck, like, I'm not doing that. No. So it's actually it, we're not allowed. So that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. It's part. It's a big part of safety um i don't know if you know steph i work in the construction industry as my normal job Mm -hmm. for photos and videos and uh, i remember there was this project where it was regional work so from melbourne it was a good three hours drive 
and they knew that some workers they were doing long shifts like they can do um they oh. can do seven days without having a weekend and every yeah. every day is very long mm-hmm. but some of them on top of that would have to drive maybe from maybe not exactly melbourne but at least an hour and a half one way you know so that's three uh-huh. hours of driving three on hours. top of their long shift oh, so wow. they, they had this safe this management a bit like lexi as well the fatigue management uh, team mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. would check on how many hours they had worked and um i feel like i've only seen that in australia you know people making sure that people don't drive too much when they have long shifts and long weeks oh, wow. i feel like in france no one cares or it's because <coughs> everybody's lazy and, and no one works <laughs> as much in france <laughs> oh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot of a lot about safety yeah. in Australia, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think. Uh, That's good. Probably because of CASA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's really about safety a lot. Like when I released my video of first time in FPV, I got a lot of guys literally tell me, oh my God, I, <laughs> oh, I'm going to rant. Okay. Guys, <laughs> go for it. Why on earth <laughs> do you assume that if a girl likes something that you like, you will ask her questions? Oh yeah. Like to check, double check if she really does like it. Because on my videos, like I cannot imagine why would someone think that if I got the job, I have no idea about what I'm doing because I literally got comments of people telling me, you know that if you put on FPV goggles, you would feel more immersed in the experience. And I'm just sitting there looking at this comment, feeling like this dude from TV series that I forgot the name of, like I know more than uh, you. <laughs> <it's> <laughs> Yeah, mansplaining. Like, <laughs> That's mansplaining. <laughs> it's it's really like, should I start answering people? I know more than you. Yeah, because yeah. it's so annoying. <laughs> it's like you know you would have more immersive experience. And like you know that I probably started FPV before you even knew what to drone. <laughs> before you were born, motherfucker. I'm an FPV grandma. <laughs> For prop God's sake, <laughs> people tell me that you know you would feel more immersed. It's like, yeah, you really <laughs> think I got this job because I have a pretty face or something? Like, what? what? Like, yeah. I'm flying this huge thing, yeah. like, it's not because I just landed. So, anyway, uh, I also got a lot of comments of people saying, Why won't you guys use goggles? Yeah, and I was answering a lot of them saying, yes, we are, uh, we just obligated to be able to switch to line of sight immediately yeah. mm-hmm. in case of emergency mm-hmm. for safety reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people are like, why would you do it? It's much safer in goggles. You can just put them up. And I'm like, okay, can you imagine a machine 150 kilos going straight on you? Do you think you have time to put those goggles on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you really yeah that's true. That? Yeah. <laughs> and what if the that video signal so. fails? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never know. So Things yeah, can happen I, I when did answer a lot of in things. That kind of stuff. Like exactly. Yeah. So our point is that we need to be able to look up or look on the side or just move around and be able to save the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people ask me like, why won't you use goggles? But answer, asking me why won't you use goggles is better than do you know? Did you know? have more men's experience <laughs> if you put goggles on FPV goggles? Like I was like totally. You should. You should write to me something like orcas are great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> orcas. I'll be like, I know. Yeah. I had them before they were released, but yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on. I just cannot. I cannot. I have to rant about it because it just pisses me off so bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if they always mean 
it in a bad way or I don't, I don't know, know. It's just yeah. interesting. I, I think I'm just tired and biased after all those years I don't know Steph if you had such experience that people are literally like acting like if you just discovered FPV or do you even build your drones and stuff like this mm, I think I'm like pretty lucky in that regard like I haven't just encountered s- such drastic examples like you have Lexi <laughs> but um <laughs> but um, yeah but it's usually like very passive um like off comments like comments that made in passing with me like I think it was more about culture I guess like th- I had someone tell me that after I fly FPV drone racing for a while I could probably just retire and have marry and then have kids <laughs> <laughs> and I, wow. I I was pretty I was like 27 uh, 27 27 at the time I'm 30 now and I, I was so shocked like why can't I do it at the same time like why should I give up yeah, one right? thing and then have babies why do I have that you have can. to make that as a goal <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can I can, I can do both yeah. if I want to no yeah, it's not so. like you're gonna give birth and then suddenly your brain is <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I can't fly I can't anymore. Fly anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, so I, I know they mean well because I guess, like, some mother, like women in Chinese society, are usually still expected to be the primary caretaker of kids and the family, mm-hmm. at least in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. But um, it's changing. So so I guess there's like me being against the norms, the social norms, and then they, these men, not being used to that kind of comments from me, from from this yeah. kind of viewpoint. So I think it's a learning experience for both of us. But um, on the other hand, uh, this happened last month, no, in June. This old man, I wouldn't say old man, I think he was probably in his <laughs> 60s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, we had an argument, like, not kind of argument, but he was really upset at us um, at the airfield because he felt like we were we want him to tell us when he was going to fly his DJI um, drone because his uh, re- uh, transmission was um, covering us our our mm, retakes yeah. yeah so we just wanted to um, uh, not fly at the same time but then he got mm. upset and he he felt like we were uh, blocking his personal freedom to fly even though we we weren't stopping him from from flying so yeah and then he got in my face and said i don't want to talk to you because you're a woman (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) because i was trying to explain why like like why we want to fly at not at the same time and he didn't he he actually got in my face and said that that and i was really shocked that was probably my first time in um, all the, these years flying FPV that I had someone just go to me and say that kind of stuff. Yeah. Wow. But he apologized after. About it. Yeah, he apologized after, but it was really shocking. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. That's I mean, I can understand from the, you said earlier, cultural point of view, and mm-hmm. there's definitely, there's definitely still, even in, in other cultures, like old guy who don't want to they don't want to to listen to what a woman would tell them especially i've seen that in the construction industry Mm -hmm. (coughs) there's a lot of talk and um when when people are doing inductions to start working on site you go through a sort of like lesson and it's always the same stuff it's about safety but it's also um about 
behavior at work mm-hmm. like and you know so they have to sort of remember and rem- uh, sorry to remind people that um, yes women need to be respected and, you know, <laughs> and I'm like okay <laughs> it's, it's, I, I'm laughing wow. because in a way I've I've always found this like since I'm a little girl I always found this a bit weird that you have to remind males to to to, to behave the same with us that they behave with their other male you know colleagues or whatever <clears throat> I just found it odd because you never tell girls just to act differently towards men <laughs> so I'm like you should just it should be the same and to this day now I'm 31 and it's been 25 years of being surprised by this <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and yeah I'm doing inductions and I'm like well you know and sometimes <clears throat> for Women's Day I think it's it's in March uh, International Women's Day I think yeah. it is yeah, March um, March. March. <clears throat> I got yeah, I got to film like a, a little. It was different interviews for a special company that was trying to to just um, <coughs> open more opportunities for women. Mm-hmm. Um, and and quick tangent, I'm always annoyed when people say they get uh, hired because they're women. I'm like, no, wow. women have lots of skills, as many skills as men. It's just that sometimes on purpose they're not gonna be hired. So somehow some people think that. Equal opportunities means we're going to find people who don't have skills but are women and that's why they get in the job. Yeah. That's not uh-huh. true. Yeah. What happens in real life is women have skills and they, they get avoided and not hired on purpose. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, so it was about, you know, <laughs> giving actual opportunities to women with ki- skills. And mm. there was a dad, his daughter was hired and was a manager etc in the company and the dad was also working in the company and he said he was proud but he said the fact that he had a daughter made him realize that when he was younger he would probably not have listened to a female manager and now he thought it was absurd because his daughter was a manager and he was hoping that men would listen to her at work you know to be able to work properly and i'm Mm -hmm. like how sad it is that lots of men need to have daughters to realize that they, they were not behaving properly when they were younger. And I hope that mm-hmm. in the future generations, uh, guys will be better. You know, the younger boys, yeah, like yeah. they will find it normal to to not question our knowledge like they did with you, Lexi, on mm-hmm. Instagram, or mm-hmm. no one will tell you again, Steph, <laughs> not talking to you because you're a woman. <laughs> it's just natural and it's not that hard. That's what is crazy, you know, it's mm-hmm. not that hard. But I think there's lots of good men yeah i think it's it's generally just believed because i i guess there was a mistake made somewhere along the way that they were really uh hiring women just because they were women i think there was something like this happening Mm. and now it's just going over so some time ago i did the anonymous q a and i I think i'm never gonna do it again (laughs) (laughs) um so uh, someone messaged me literally saying that um yeah, try to answer this. You are just uh, hired for SP that just because you're a woman and uh, your pilot skills suck and all the other pilots are so great. And I was like, do you even know who other pilots are? Yeah. And do you know that the other pilots together times three is my experience? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you aware of that? Yeah. Are you like, do you know? Yeah. Should I tell you? And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to give you this pleasure. Yeah. yeah but just saying <clears throat> just saying it's like it's really like people i i don't even know if anyone knows who else is in the SPDA. Mm. 
-hmm. That's one. And mm -hmm. two, do they know about their skills or anything? Because I'm not just hired as a pilot. I'm also hired as consultant. I'm helping out with a lot of things considering engineering because I also have engineering degree mm. and I'm helping out with making rules because for people who think that I'm no one nothing and everything I made it the FAI rules for drone racing mm. Mm -hmm. just so you guys know yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was a part of it <laughs> and I was helping out also FAA and uh, European uh, rule sets as well mm -hmm. so hey yeah Yeah. I'm helping with this as well. So it's not just about my piloting skills, but yeah, no. yeah, sure. It's totally because I'm a girl. Yeah. Not because of all of the other things. It's because I'm a girl. And it really gets me like, why, why would anyone assume that as well? It's like, you know nothing. Mm. I know more than you. <laughs> so if, if people don't know the reference, because that's one of my favorite show and that's my favorite character in the show. The show Jesus, is called. That's the perfect. <laughs> it's Sparks and Rex, and the character who says that is Ron Swanson, and he goes to like a, a build DIY, like store. DIY store, and he he's really good at building things. And then the the guy who's in charge of you know just the the, the retail worker comes to him, and he's like, "Can I help you today?" And he straight away says, "I know more than you." <laughs> <laughs> It's just such oh, a good scene. I think I'm just I'm just gonna start answering people. I, I know, know more than you. Yeah. Just in the game. It's just so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I, yeah, like I'm, I've majored in English, so like I have a humanities uh, major. So the, everything in FPV is totally like, like alien to me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I had no idea yeah, what yeah. I was doing half the time in the beginning. So yeah. everything I was learned. I'm doing yeah. with my life. <laughs> <laughs> everything was learned on YouTube, you know. So so yeah. yeah. No. But, yeah. but how, I, how did you get into it? Um, oh. Like, if you want to explain more in details and stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, tell us. Wow. How did I get into <laughs> this? Okay, I remember. Okay. So, I think it was... <laughs> it was so long ago. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was with my um, boyfriend at the time. And he uh, sent me a YouTube link of Schizo's Freestyle One in... Uh, at this competition yeah mm. i remember it very clearly and it was so cool and i thought so i i saw that i wanted to do that too so mm. i just went online and found a lot of parts bought it and then start doing it building my, it myself but then um it was like i had no idea what i was doing like there was a lot of youtube videos there was a lot of burnt parts uh broken stuff in the beginning so so it took me a while before i got my drone working mm -hmm. and flying yeah but after after mm -hmm. that it was really like really fun did your boyfriend at the time also fly or yeah was he just not interested uh yeah, yeah. Cool. we flew together and yeah Aww. i guess yeah we <laughs> i i guess we broke up um earlier this year so yeah <laughs> okay. so yeah we parted ways <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. Well, is he still flying? I actually don't know. Like, I haven't kept in touch with him. But I think uh, it was important for me to know that my interest in FPV wasn't tied to him. Because sometimes mm. you have, um, like, couples getting into a hobby together. And then sometimes it, you, you, it becomes something that you want to do with your couple. 
uh, your sick, your SO, your partner. Yeah. But then it's not something that you actually like to do. You just mm. yeah. So I I think it was pretty important for me, in that respect because I realized I I still do like FPV like even after all this time okay. and even though we broke up, I'm still I still love it. I'm not doing this for mm. some anyone else. I'm doing it for myself. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think it's also a thing that a lot of people assume that you are flying because of your boyfriend. Yeah. I also was getting those. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh, are you flying because of your boyfriend? I'm like, no, I'm flying longer than my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. Well, that was the the case with my ex partner, because mm-hmm. uh, we uh, we kind of met on drone racing events and stuff like this, and a mm-hmm. lot of people were actually assuming that I'm flying because of this dude, and I was like, I'm actually flying like two years longer than he does. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, my my ex has stopped flying. <laughs> I'm grateful that he showed me. It was a bit like his stuff. He showed me a video of Uma God. Uh, in Hawaii, oh. and I was like, "Oh my oh, god, this so is cool. beautiful!" <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and yeah, I'm grateful that he helped me at the start because obviously he already had done lots of research. And what I hate is listening to people um, on YouTube or whatever, <laughs> which is ironical because I also do YouTube. But <laughs> I listen, like I learn a lot faster when I'm in real life with people. So mm. instead. I'm grateful that he had done the research online and then he was there in person to tell me, well, this is this is a flight controller, this is a, a PDB at the time. <laughs> they were PDBs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the PDBs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and he told me in real life and I feel like I learned heaps faster that way. Um, mm-hmm. And also he helped with um, linking our radios at the start so that if I, when I went up oh, in the, the air, yeah. he, could, he could just, yeah, and that was great because that's how he had learned I think with his dad to fly in planes when he was uh-huh. a kid and uh-huh. he was just like so sure it was a great thing and sims were not really a thing at the time either so i'm grateful he was there and then i was on my own and then we we did our things and i'm just yeah. sad that he stopped flying because to be honest i really liked his flying like i thought he was great he won the, the australian nas- nationals in 20. 20- 16 i think it was yeah. or 17 so f- f- for freestyle yeah <clears throat> yeah i was so not interested so in your boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, free free feel free to go good luck but uh <laughs> no, I'm, d- I'm joking i was so not interested i was just watching you all the time i was like yeah. <laughs> um but yeah um so it's a, it's a bit of a shame that he stopped but mm-hmm. you know that's that's life yeah. and i'm glad yeah. i still fly Mm-hmm. I'm actually glad that my new partner is not doing FPV because then no one will tell me stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one even knows who he is, so it's great. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I- I'm actually curious, um, because we're talking about building and stuff, um, mm-hmm. what what do you fly, Steph? Because I'm, I'm like a, a dinosaur in FPV and I still fly old stuff on my freestyle you know, on my freestyle uh-huh. gear. And I always think that people who race like you and Lexi, you need to, to keep up with what the new technology can offer. Like Lexi was on 6S way before I was switched to 6S, you know, this mm-hmm. kind of thing. So mm-hmm. you I have batteries for you once you come. Ah, yes, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, that's true friendship. Like that's mm-hmm. like, if you're a friend, 
give you one or two batteries that's like you know you have to keep them fun for life it's a fun stuff for you (laughs) (laughs) i mean i can buy some too but i was thinking anyway um (laughs) (laughs) tangent um yeah so if you don't mind sharing what what your actual setup Mm -hmm. is Steph, i'm actually curious to know Mm. okay so i'm flying the frame itself i'm flying a design that my teammate designed so it's mm. like yeah it's i really like it i used to not fly true x i used to mm-hmm. fly hybrid frames uh, they 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 don't look like um i i don't know what's the word they don't look like true x's They're like it's wider in the back arms Mm-hmm. So uh, he got me into flying true axes, and I eventually learned how to tune. And we, yeah, tune a true X frame to suit my flying style. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I run like 20, 20, 20 by twenty um, FC and ESCs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and motors I've upgraded to twenty fifty KV mm-hmm. success. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been, yeah, it was, um, I used to fly 1960 or 1950, 1915. And then, uh, I, ke- I kept saying that was like in May or April or something this year. And I kept mm-hmm. saying that I don't need that kind of power. I don't need that kind of power <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, yeah. because everyone else was upgrading to 20, 20 something or over 20,000 kV at the time mm-hmm. and I felt like I didn't need it but then eventually I tried it out oh sorry I tried it out and then <laughs> that was my airpod <laughs> I tried I tried it out and I felt like I could not go back to 1950 KB <laughs> oh. yeah so it's usually like that at least for me like I I don't really like to change my gear so much because I have limited time to practice I practice on the mm, weekends yeah. and usually I have my full time job during the week weekdays so i if something works for me then i'm happy to keep on using it and make uh, minor changes like changing out uh, batteries um uh, upgrade from 4s to 6s or something and then um gradually changing from uh, 30 by 30 to 20 by 20 that kind of stuff so it's not it's Mm. a huge change upgrade so for me it's like incremental yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, i think that's a great way to do it Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it work, yeah. it works for me. So it, something must be right. <laughs> so I must be doing something right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So definitely. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but there was um, some other events that we had to do spec racing uh, for uh, like for the race in December last year. So it was this really fatty, heavy drone that we had to fly and they put a 5G module on it. Yeah, so they mm-hmm. you, yeah, you could have um processing um analog video and also the 5G video from the module for the race. So that you that needed an entirely different setup. So it it was quite fun trying to experiment with my teammates and stuff to mm-hmm. if I, we're not going to run out of batteries when we get to the finish line and that kind of stuff because it, it was so heavy. So that was a fun experience too. Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Well, thanks. <coughs> thanks for your input on that. It's interesting. Mm. Um, I have a tendency to do not change enough my gear. Um, <laughs> 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 I totally I think we're understand. All, like, still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If something works, works. I'm not changing. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's why yeah. I got stuck on success for so long. Uh, sorry, forest. 
forest and then s I, I finally got a, a success squad with success motors and I'm like oh okay that's that's, that's okay. what's happening <laughs> yeah. no, I actually switched for 6s for racing because it meant that I can fly a little bit longer so I can get to this final gate because we were having problems at one point mm -hmm. mm. and then it was just because I'm lazy Lazy. I didn't want to have too many types of batteries, so I'm literally flying the same type of battery on my Cinewhoop and my racing quad because uh, yeah. I'm just too lazy to have different types of batteries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just being lazy. That's just me. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> fine. Yeah. Whatever works. Yeah. yeah. I feel it's like, like if, yeah, you know, I want to have all of them with me. Like, yeah, I'm not switching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I forgot to mention it's also a budget sometimes when you want to change something major in your drone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, some people wanted to, to switch from analog to, to HD with whether it's DJI and it's expensive because mm -hmm. you have goggles and, you know, success uh, if you if you need lots of batteries, it's expensive. Like, yeah, so yeah. it's that's why also sometimes people get stuck uh, with the same equipment for a while. But mm -hmm. on this note, um, I, I do think that is the same that in lots of things, like I compare it to photography and videography. If you have some equipment and you make the most of it and mm -hmm. you know it by heart, you know, mm -hmm. and it's a great thing to do. And then when you upgrade, you're going to improve. Whereas yeah. Yeah. if you're always upgrading, you, you never know your, your equipment, you know, by heart. And you're like, yeah. oh, I haven't reached the limits of my equipment yet. So why do I need to upgrade? So mm -hmm. I think yeah, it's also a great totally approach. Agree. I totally agree. True. Like it, it's True. the same for me with radios because I used to fly with the. Uh, um, I moved from. I moved. Oh, I changed so many radios. Um, I used to fly with the Tango too. It was small mm -hmm. because oh. I realized that at one point I couldn't hit forward stick deflection. My hands were cramped up. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. So I used the Tango too because I thought it was smaller and so I could hit forward stick deflection easier. And I could for a while, but then I realized that I was I was having trouble trying to tune my weights in that respect because it was too small. I, I use it mm. to fly freestyle now, but for racing, I, I, I'm kind of picky about that. So I ended up mm. um, um, changing to Radio Master, and then they had oh. this um, new gimbals that you could like change the, um, I don't know, the... Uh, the colors. The, the, no, the, <laughs> not the colors. Yeah, the colors. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember. Ah, uh, you mean the, the how how tight they are? Yeah, from the, the tight. Yeah, yeah, tight and that's um, cool. yeah, and the um the gimbals. Yeah, you you could just change settings on it easily from the front. So that mm. made it so much easier for me to hit um what I wanted to do with my sticks. Yeah. So yeah. it. it Otherwise, my hands would cramp up after a while on Sims, mm. and I think that sometimes that limits you to improve in a way mm. because you you push past your previous equipment's limits, and then you realize you need change. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Just like you in passing the last gate, Lexi, on the forest, and <laughs> you needed to go through that. <laughs> sometimes I just rolled in, and yeah. sometimes I just fell, and I was still looking at it. And I was like, come on. Come I just on. picture you like <laughs> seeing the gate in the distance and be like, come on. <laughs> and then just like, get yeah, it was just falling oh, up no. the sky. It was, it was really sad. Yeah. You were really trying. <laughs> you were just sitting there. There were so many drones just sitting in front of this finish gate. Oh, wow. It was just a sad, really sad view. Oh, you need like a little parachute that would help you like to just float yeah. <laughs> that would help that yeah, would help, help. Yeah. yeah but they were just so and you take off 
your goggles and you look at other pilots just sitting Same there like oh, we were oh, so, no, close. It's <laughs> so close <laughs> so close so oh. this is when we switched to a success in germany <laughs> <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> uh, after this really sad moment of oh, oh no <laughs> Yeah, I remember that um, spec race um, I mentioned earlier in December. It was like that, like um, because it, the card was so heavy, like we were running success still, but it was too heavy. And by the time I was almost at the finish line, like I only had like eighteen votes left. Like I was just struggling to keep up in the air. <laughs> and someone, all the other pilots, other another pilot um, in second place, he was like, um, he, he just dropped. In the middle of the um, racetrack because he couldn't finish. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly. it was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. was sad. That, that sounds sad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, I think we're in our time. Mm-hmm. One hour ten. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> we kept chatting and chatting. Yeah, kept and you chatting. You have to go to I, I your could, practice stuff. Yeah. I could yeah. I, could I do. I actually do. <laughs> Thanks for having <laughs> me. Ah, yeah, yeah, guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Onigiri and Co. Please follow us on Instagram at Onigiri and Co. and on Facebook. And don't forget to leave us a follow and maybe five stars if you can on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. This episode was also brought to you by Torval, probably. <laughs> so we're really happy. Thanks, Torval. We absolutely forgot to talk about you, but yeah. Torval is making really great FPV bags. Just saying. Yeah. We're using them yeah. all the time. We're using them all the time. All of my stuff is actually terrible, so you can actually actually see it all over our socials. Don't forget to follow Steph FPV on her Instagram. And do you have YouTube? You do have YouTube. I do have YouTube. I don't update often. <laughs> yeah, I'm on YouTube. <laughs> I know that you are on Instagram because I'm watching your stories. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, guys. Don't forget to follow and don't forget to follow Onigiri FPV and Mayan High as well. We're going to hear you again in two weeks. And up until then, keep flying, stay awesome and bye. Bye. Bye.